0: Hello and welcome back to Journey Life Together, a self-improvement podcast. I'm your host Roland, a clinical counsellor, marriage and family therapist and also a relationship coach. Allow me to be your guide to Journey life Together. If you'd like to find out why we do this podcast, feel free to check out our trailer. For now, we are on to Season 2 of our podcast. And this week I will share on self-esteem and why it matters. If you're ready, let's slow down and count down together on five, four, three, two, and one. Let's take a deep breath in from your nose and exhale from your mouth. Let's begin this journey. Self-esteem. So what exactly is self-esteem? I wonder when did you first learn about this term self-esteem? Did it relate to the notion low self-esteem? Do you know that there are actually three types of self-esteem? Low self-esteem, overly high self-esteem and healthy self-esteem. Do you know how are our self-esteem formed and what needs to happen to rebuild our self-esteem? Let's begin by first learning how to define self-esteem. Self-esteem can be defined as the way we value or perceive ourselves. I say again, self-esteem is the way we value and perceive ourselves. And this can be based on the opinions and beliefs we hold about ourselves. And this can be subjective. Meaning to say, how we see ourselves and how others see us can be different. Self-esteem is an important pillar in life because how we see and value ourselves can impact the way we interact with others, it can affect the way we make decisions, and also influence the level of confidence we have when we are coping with adversity or when times get stressful and tough. Say for instance, something bad happens in the workplace, your team in the workplace failed to meet a project deadline and there are consequences. A person with lower self-esteem may have the tendency to turn inwards and blame themselves, often with very little appraisal of the situation. Such a person may feel inferior about themselves and habitually apologise to others even when it is not their fault or it is clear that it is the fault of another. To be assertive and set boundaries with others is hard because it is an unfamiliar experience it is easier to accommodate to others, but often in doing so, such a person will give up their own priorities and needs. Is this someone you? Now the polar opposite of a person with low self-esteem will be a person with overly high self-esteem. Such a person may feel superior over others and find it hard to accept their flaws or take ownership of how they may have contributed to a problem or mistake. There's a greater tendency to see the faults of others and be critical towards them when they make a mistake. This could be because they set high expectations of themselves and expect that of others as well. But setting such high standards forms a high wall and makes it hard to build collaborative relationships with others. Is this someone, you? dear friends self-esteem is not all or nothing it is very rare for one to be sitting in a sweet spot with a perfectly healthy self-esteem we could sit in a spectrum of low or overly high self-esteem being aware of where we are in this spectrum is a wonderful starting point that guide and inform us of what we should do to adjust ourselves so that we can get back into the range of having a healthy self-esteem now the question is this you may ask Roland why do some people have low self-esteem or others have overly high self-esteem my answer is this we're not born this way it's different that someone is a right-hander or left-hander we're not born with low or overly high self-esteem This is often the result of our early life experiences that have shaped us to how we see and value ourselves. And this can change when we grow in our self-awareness and we start to empower ourselves with new decisions to charter a new direction forward. But let's trace back to the past. For some, as a child who grew up experiencing very harsh punishment could learn to process these negative experiences as they are fought, without any appraisal of the situation or context. When something bad happens, they may grow learning that it's their fault and they quickly internalise that there's something wrong with them. But parents and caregivers could be wrong too. They could be unreasonable or hold unrealistic expectations on their children. Yet, parents can also be right in their intentions, yet may be lacking to provide the appropriate extent of guidance, support and encouragement. As a result, a child may lose confidence to believe in themselves that they can do it. For some children, they find the pain of making mistakes so unbearable that they avoid trying altogether. For some children, instead of doing nothing, they will do everything they can to prevent themselves from failing so that they will not be shamed or rejected by their parents, caregivers, or even peers. Both of these are what we call a safety behaviour. A child learns to prevent themselves from re-experiencing the pain of failing or making mistakes because this will remind them that they are not good enough, they are useless, Their disappointment to others part of healthy development of self-esteem comes from praise validation and encouragement some parents and caregivers just don't know how to praise validate or encourage their children during their formative years this is because they may not have experienced it themselves as a child some parents are unavailable for their children because they're both working and busy while some parents just lack the skill sets of knowing how to do so Dear friends I wonder how you're feeling as you're listening to this podcast episode For some, I know it may not be easy Here's a little word of encouragement No parent is able to fully meet all of our emotional needs Some of us may have grown up with greater lack than others as such it has impacted on the healthy formation of our self-esteem the thing is this we can make a change at where we are right now with greater awareness with education with informed choices we can make a change to who we are today we can arrive at a better place, a better state of mind, a better state of self we can grow our sense of self and this is that positive change that you can take charge of i like to ask if it is possible to avoid blaming or resenting people in the past that have caused you to be who you are today I know letting go is hard, but sometimes being able to look forward is life-giving. It empowers you. If you would join me, let me guide you into how we can build healthy self-esteem. Now, Healthy self-esteem is depicted by someone who has an accurate and balanced view of themselves. Such a person do not see themselves more than they should all see themselves lesser than they should so it's not about whether i'm good enough or not am i better or not this is so because those with healthy self-esteem are able to recognize their abilities their talents but also be able to acknowledge their flaws and failings they are able to embrace both their strengths and weaknesses This enables them to be able to hold realistic expectations of themselves and others. An article from the National Library of Medicine points an interesting finding of a research stating that resilience plays a crucial role in promoting self-esteem. Likewise, self-esteem is regarded as a protective factor for resilience, meaning to say that when you have greater self-esteem, you'll be more resilient. Would you agree? Now, what can we do to build up our self-esteem? Here's some simple four-pointers for you. I call them the 4DC. So, let's start with the first one. Number one, don't compare yourself with others. Yes, healthy comparison is good. It helps us to see how we can improve and be better. But if such comparison leads you to feel stressed out with negative thoughts and feelings that you will never meet in the mark, that you will never be good enough, then put a hold to that. Resist the urge to compare yourself with others because there's always someone else better than you, and there will be no end. Instead of comparing, stay focused on what you would do. Picture yourself like an olympic swimmer and in the finals just focus on your lane and swim your personal best so tip number one don't compare yourself with others now tip number two don't compromise your needs over others perhaps growing up you have always been someone kind generous and helpful towards others yes it is a positive trait that will win you friendship that will bring you validation and even acceptance from others. But however, in doing so, just check in, have you been prioritising your needs? It is important to see that you are also important. As you look after others, you need to look after yourself first. That is why on every flight safety demonstration, the air steward or stewardess, will instruct us to put on our own oxygen masks in the face of emergencies before helping others to do so. So tip two, don't compromise your needs over others. Tip number three, don't criticize yourself or others. Some people tend to be very critical towards themselves when they failed or they did not meet a certain perceived mark or expectation some tend to be critical towards others when others fail to meet the mark either or i think it's important to learn to be kind to yourself and be kind to others growth takes time some plants just takes longer to grow by scolding the plant that you're not good enough you're not growing fast enough will not make the plant grow any taller instead of being critical think along the line of how you can nurture yourself or others think along the line of what brings the right amount of guidance, support and encouragement I say again, the right amount of guidance, support and encouragement these are like sunlight, water and fertilizer the important nutrients that a plant needs to grow Tip number three, don't criticize yourself or others. Now the final tip, tip number four, don't conclude too quickly about yourself or others. What do I mean? Some people tend to conclude with statements like this, you will never work, I'll never make it, you will never change, you're always like this. Dear friends, when we make such conclusion we close the door of possibilities and opportunities for change and growth. Let's learn to counter this by learning to be open, really open. Learn to say things like, I will try, I will try another way, I will never say never, we can do this, let's find a way around this. Such conclusions are life-giving And it will bring you And others Out of a rut When you're stuck Tip number four Don't conclude too quickly About yourself and others Dear friends You are more than what you think You are capable of You have potential To the others around you Say the same, they have great potentials, they can grow, they have capacity to be a better version of themselves, you can say this to people close to you, your friends, your peers, your loved ones, your children, your spouse, you are more than what I think you are. It is so wonderful that you are, you acceptance is a life giving gift that you can offer to another. Well, I hope this ties up this episode number one like the part one of the series on sense of self. And I hope you found all these suggestions useful. These are the little steps you can take to start building up your self-esteem. So just let me repeat the four Ds again. Number one, don't compare yourself with others. Number two, don't compromise your needs over others. Number three, don't criticize yourself or others. Number four, don't conclude too quickly about yourself and others. Feel free to improvise, add-on, or adapt to make this work for you. If you'd like to learn more about how you can build up your sense of self, stay tuned to our next episode on self-care. Learn why it is hard for some people to care for themselves. Learn to gain some useful handles on how you can build a life-giving habit of self-care. Before we end this episode, here's a quick note of disclaimer. The views, expressions, and suggestions brought up in this episode are meant for educational and informational purposes only. It is not intended to, nor should it serve as a substitute for medical advice rendered to you by your therapist, doctor, or other healthcare professionals. When in doubt, Always seek advice from your individual, therapist, doctor or qualified healthcare professionals with the questions or concerns you have in regards to the particular situation, challenges or conditions you may be facing that you came to be aware while listening to this episode. Dear friends, that's the end of this episode. If you like what we are doing so far, remember to like, subscribe and share this with your friend. Until next time, join me in the next episode of Journey Life Together. Take care and stay well.